and Wai Su Lao. Welcome back to Teen Nerd Talks. This is season two. Yeah, we have a second season. We didn't renew it, and this is still kindish the format we're doing. I'm Wai Su Lao. This is still not funded at all. So like nobody's funding any of this. Um, we still have had guests in the show, but our format will be different because. Last season, which is season one, we talked about science and ethics between AI, coronavirus, and the other thing. Oh, yeah, gene editing. So, so this season we're going to do things differently. We're going to have a monologue, a deep dive, or several dives, while having an ending, and with talking with our guests. So let's begin. So, what happened during we left? Oh yeah, um, Joe Biden won the election. And then he kind of sort of didn't win. Like he went won the election, but you know Trump and his goons wanted to say, "Oh, it's a hoax! It's a hoax!" Then, then there was an insurrection, which you know everybody glued on screen. And yeah, there's like lots of there's photos of like a QAnon shaman dressing up like a maniac. Um, and the most ironic thing of all, people actually climbing, which it t- takes me by surprise. Seriously. Trump supporters are climbing, and doing exercise. Also, fun fact: Don't remember Trump saying we're gonna build a wall to keep out the Mexican immigrants? Yeah, this proves him pretty wrong. But still, I mean, Joe Biden still got president, and he's busying with all the stuff from COVID to to uh, economics, blah 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 blah. But by the, by the way, about COVID, I suddenly. Remember, we have vaccines, several from the U.S., the EU, from China and Russia, which we'll talk about this later on in this episode. But still, there's more vaccine to choose than than Watson's water. And Myanmar, by the way, had a coup, like and a successful coup where there are no selfies of incrimination involved. And this is real. This is actually real. Uh. When there's a, there's a teacher filming herself doing like an exercise routine where truck tanks behind her are like crashing into the capital. So, good luck, future history teachers. You're gonna explain why that happened. Oh yeah, and finally for space news, which I like, Mars. Mars is getting crammed up worse than ever. Free space probes, free countries going to down to the red planet. The UAE's hope. Tianwen from China and Perseverance rover just landed last week on Mars. Oh, by the way, fun fact: um, in space, not no one. It's not a, not the thing about no one can hear you scream, but actually, rovers have to double check. Like China and U.S. actually double check their rovers for to see if they are like virus free. China wants to prevent Wuhan January twenty twenty, while the U.S. did that to prevent. The White House, October first, twenty twenty. But okay, let's move on to the main segment, which is the deep dive. Well, we have deep dives, or minor deep dives, but this time we are in the big deep dive. So, all of this, including the monologue you just heard, is improvised. We have this is a real time conversation. We have no script, no notes, at least for this episode. But. I think let's try this. So my guest here is Dennis. Hi, Dennis. 
Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Nice. You said that last time. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis was here last time when we talked about gene editing, right? I remember you're there. Yes, I was there. Good. So today we're going to talk about COVID. And yes, I just I, we did an episode about COVID 100 years ago. But I think we should have a deep dive on more things, science, ethics, not unrelated subjects. So let's start with the beginning. So the origins of it is controversial at least because um, how do you say this? Even though the first outbreak, like the major outbreak started in Wuhan, China in like late 2020, uh, not, not late 2020, um, late 2019, sorry, late 2019, but science, China has denied that, that Wuhan is the origin of the coronavirus. And just last month, the WHO sent its people to, to Wuhan to check. Okay, the good news is there's no, there's not a lab created virus. So remember Trump saying, Trump said, oh, this is a virus made from China, China virus. Okay. For the lab made part, it's false, but we cannot be sure it's not come from China because what scientists can agree, the most possible scenario is that the virus started in a bat and bat and then transmit maybe transmitted with an intermediary organism and into humans. So these viruses are called zoonotic viruses, which is basically the viruses that originate from animals like bats or pangolins. So so the most likely scenario, as I just said, is it's a natural process. But there's also a scenario where it may be come from frozen food. But still, the, the most likely scenario by, by the scientific community is that a virus, the virus starts from a bat and then transmits to humans. But still, more details will be needed and investigations will need to happen. But as of the current political climate and the WHO, um, it's still uncertain as the time of this recording on the 25th of February. So, okay. So what happened during the crazy last year that COVID-19 started from a Wuhan problem to a worldwide problem? Well, the first documented cases were in late 2019, which is November and December. And then in the late January, Wuhan had a lockdown and the virus soon spreads across the world. Um, and now millions of people have died and many are affected, including us. But okay, so we're gonna, so Dennis, are you ready? So we're gonna talk about um, some techniques governments use to fight COVID-19. So we're gonna start with lockdowns. Dennis, do you ever have, have you ever like gone full lockdown? Um, not, not really. I feel like Hong Kong was kind of skeptical. So, you know, there wasn't any regulation or law. But other than that, I feel like in Hong Kong, no, there wasn't really any like, you know, like deep lockdown. It was just basically rules saying that, you know, you should wear masks and stuff and it is best to stay at home. You know, it's just like that. No, no, yeah, no, like I, I watch the news, um, like watch the news. I think you do too. In Hong Kong, where we both live, there is an outbreak. There's not outbreaks, but we have lockdowns, like miniature lockdowns, like regional yeah, lockdowns. We do, we lockdowns. Yeah, yeah, we have regional lockdowns, which basically happen overnight. Everybody has to get, come out, do a COVID test, COVID test done, and then you're released. So 
like re- recently they, they just had one last night right yeah. i remember this they- is very also this whole thing is very recent so this is why hong kong was kind of skeptical at first i would say yeah it's not like like I I would say the government like the people aren't trusting their government very much because the COVID nineteen pandemic started just a bit after like you know twenty nineteen like just entire like got like protest movement which gone really crazy in yeah. every hand and then so it's immediately got cut short by the pandemic and the people just had has no has had some people just don't trust the government which. It's not a minority, but not a majority. So, yeah, for lockdowns. Okay, so speaking of, like, testing, just talk about COVID testing. Did you do any testing? Have you got any um, different testing? No, actually, we, we haven't. I mean, there is an option for us to do COVID testing, but um, since I'm not really, like, during these times, I'm not really, like, such, like, an outdoor person, I would say. So, you know, it's... I didn't do any testing, but I heard you have done COVID testing before. Oh nasal, yeah, right? um, yeah. Because I, how this I, I have a cross borders between Shenzhen and Hong Kong. So normally, every weekend I'll go back to Shenzhen. So, so it was. I remember like I did the test in Hong Kong, during, um, last year November, like late November when. There's like the third wave coming. Remember the third wave, where like a dancing group, and then it became a a, a terrible super spreader event. That one, yeah, I did testing. Mm-hmm. So you do you do payments, and then they'll give the, you have to see a person who will register all your data into like and then sticker it in a bottle, and then they give you swabs and you do testing. So yep. I remember the person I I I met that did a COVID testing. It has very small ears. I don't know why I, I I saw his small ears, but I just saw it, and then and then like, I said please be gentle, and I have to say he's a really professional. He gently pushed the thing up my nose. There's zero feeling, like there's almost no feeling at all. And then well, that's really good. Yeah, and he did a mouth test, a mouth swab test. Um. Mm-hmm. So and it's the same. Nothing happened. Um. And then you know I went back to China, Shenzhen, which is China, like. Hong Kong and Shenzhen is both China, but there's like border and historical issues. So I went to like mainland China, which is Shenzhen. Shenzhen is part of it. And I remember I did quarantine in Shenzhen, like before last November. I did it in the summer, which is excruciating because uh, how did because like when you go there after you pass the Hong Kong border, you have to you have to like wait for a long line where you have to fill in forms while waiting. Slowly as gradually, like ten minutes, only two to three people can let in, and it was just like a crazy waiting process all the way until it passed through the Shenzhen border, and you had to fill out declaration forms, like install apps like that that like help declaration apps. Then you can like like three to four steps before you can actually go to um to do the border check. But I remember like. During that time, summer, like there's a lot of people there, and then they ask, "Where do you come from?" And I say, "Oh, this place." And then the push, the people, and then the, the custom people say, "Oh, you need to do a COVID test." And I, I, of course, I have to do the COVID test, dude. I cannot just like say, "No, I don't want to do the COVID test," which yep. is, it is stupid, you know. It, 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 I just don't know why people just sometimes they say, "Oh, I don't want to wear a mask. It's my right." I mean. Like it's a trying time. I'm sorry. Have to wear it. We can unwear this 
as soon as possible if everyone starts to wear it and the pandemic ends. But move- so you have done a lot of COVID swab tests before? Yeah, swab tests. Like, like for that time, it's not just swab tests, it's a nose test as well. So yeah. for the mouth test, it was fine-ish. And nose, I think the doctor done too much of it. She's just sick of it. She, I think she just rapidly jammed it up my nose like a, like, like a stabbing. You know what, yeah. knife stabbing? Stab <laughs> in your nose. Like, and I was like, and it's, it's so, it hurts so much. Okay, but okay, I, I, I'll, I'll just that time, I'll blame doctors. I don't think nose test any problem. Actually, I think there's zero problem after the Hong Kong nose swab test. So I went back to Shenzhen um, during hotel quarantine. Um, yeah, because like you have to actually, you, you have to get on a bus to like, for example, which region you are on, and then they can distribute to that region's separate hotels for you to, have a quarantine of 14 days. Now I think it, they upgraded and make the rules more harsh. You have to actually reserve a hotel before you come to, to Shenzhen. And also it's now not just 14 days quarantine, it's 14 days quarantine plus seven days observation. So seven days, you have to stay in your home. You can go outside, but not too far. And people will check on you routinely. So. Anyway, for the I'm quite intrigued in the whole, you know, cotton swab testing and stuff like that. Um, speaking of the devil, um, how would you rate the pain level on a scale from one to ten? For nose, you mean like you, um, nose and mouth? No, okay, mouth. I think it will be two to three most because some people it it it, it just depends on the doctor's mood. If a doctor is angry or like annoyed with a job. He'll stick up as far as as fast as possible because if you do it fast enough, like you have less people to deal with, like less time to deal with. Um, but for nose, I think it will be a eight to ten, eight to nine at worst. By by the way, uh, I think it's Shenzhen's like you know in Shenzhen have quarantine, have a test during the last day, the material has problems. I'm serious, because Shenzhen test for like the last quarantine, which is in November. I told them to be extremely careful. They say, okay, the, the doctor very carefully put it up my nose and it hurts so much. Like in the same spot the nose did for the Hong Kong testing. Yeah, so a few of my friends also did the cotton swab testing and they said that you would sneeze for like one week after. No, like, no, it, it touches the, I think it touches the nerve because like there's like a, a, like a soft a tissue in the nose in the deepest, deepest part of your nose if you can actually touch it and then that part actually feels pain so it could send messages to your brain and it could make you sneeze so yeah it yeah. is yeah it is possible you know and also you know like we have we like quarantine for personal experience i think i'm lucky because i i have my I, a guardian next to me so i won't feel that bored but still yeah. it's kind of isolating especially Do you feel like it's hard to motivate yourselves because you know we're both students and yeah. we still have online classes. So how do you feel about um, what are some ways to motivate yourself? I think just if you can do something you like, you know, like watching TV, um, download. You, you, like like here's here's an advice. Um, the Wi-Fi hotels are the hotel and the hotel Wi-Fi is not satisfactory. So I suggest if you like watching videos on Netflix, um, download them. Download them on your laptop or your phone, whatever you have storage in. 
download it, go back to to your hotel and watch it for fourteen days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's still relaxing. It, it just think of it as a stuck at home holiday. At a more crowded space and like yeah. Oh, by the way, in 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 China, there's a, like an advantage. You can actually buy lunch, by like like the you know like Deliveroo or Uber Eats. You know like that kind of stuff. But in China, there's like Meituan and Ulama. So you can get some good food. Like if you're really like you're really bored, you can just order food, and grow fat over the next fourteen days. <laughs> It's your choice, actually. It's just your choice. It, it's just my advice, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you have any like COVID-related stories that happened to you recently? Not really. I feel like I don't know. Like I don't know if this happened to you, but I actually kind of feel like I'm in the situation where I experience a lot of mood swings, mood especially swings? like you know. Oh yeah, being, I I, I kind of heard that on news. Like people do have like mentally they have like anxiety. They have. Like depression, they worry a lot. Yeah, I I understand because it's a different scenario. It's like we I, I, this is a one hundred year scenario because the last one, disintense, happened in nineteen eighteen, which is just end of the Second World War, the First World War, not the Second World War, First World War. Um. So yeah, it's bad. It's not a good situation we're in, and yeah. So okay, let's move on. To like how the world responds to this pandemic.、Oh, okay. So let's talk about China first. So China did I have to admit has some failures in the beginning detecting COVID. Like I think like if China knows how serious this virus is and they take action, I think it will be just like an epidemic. It won't be like this situation we're all in. But still, like after they understand how serious it is, they do have a they have like. Regional lockdowns like Wuhan, the Wuhan lockdown, last year, and I think China, and China did pretty well. Like I know people under I understand people who say I don't trust China's numbers, but they are low because because yeah, like every think,、yeah. like I'm serious. Like I understand why they they think of it, but I have to say like China really has almost no COVID. Yeah, and also they handled the situation very well compared to you know. Like let's say Hong Kong, I guess. Okay, Because, we're we're gonna talk about Hong Kong later. We're gonna talk about Hong Kong yeah, later. Yeah, but if we look at if we look back at China, if they had like uh in Shenzhen, for example, they had like this deep lockdown. How they were forcing citizens or just kind of like you know any like everyone technically and forcing them and demanding them to stay in their apartments and stuff like that for like two weeks. Remember、yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, that that's quarantine. That's easy quarantine. I know what I mean. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that yeah, helps that a lot.、Cool. That helps a lot. By the way, I had to yeah, say, really yeah, I had to. Oh, by the way, I had to say something about China. Like, why they control it so fast? If you believe the numbers, I know some people don't believe, but I cannot argue. And okay, just just by the way, just a political note: we are not funded by anybody, any government, and we are. I'm a liberal, so I'm just basing on facts and like personal experience. Yes, same. Yeah, we're liberals. We're liberals. We're not conservatives. We're not like nationalists, as some people think everybody in China is. We're not nationalists. Calm down. But like, um, but like for like like for Shenzhen, like like every day I go out for a walk in the park. Like the park, nobody's wearing masks. I tend to not wear masks in the park, but when I'm outside in urban areas, I will tend to wear a mask, just in case something goes wrong. You know. Mm-hmm. And like like Shenzhen, like in China, where other parts have 
like a little outbreak like they they just lock down the entire um housing district and then it just goes away with massive testing so i just say china works i think like um which other countries have done well um i think korea's germany france germany france and australia and new zealand i think they're doing pretty good like in yeah. like in like like worldwide terms because there are lots of people who are terrible at this pandemic. Let's be honest. Iran is yeah. like, Iran is terrible at it. Iran is terrible, of course. The UK is basically cluster effing themselves. Like there's <laughs> like there's like lockdowns, no lockdowns, crazy WhatsApp, whatever's. And but I think the worst is the US because you've seen the numbers, right? Just like a few days ago, Joe Biden, President Biden, said about ha- has a mourning ceremony for the 500,000 dead rest, rest in peace for like yeah, yeah, really rest in peace a... yeah rest in peace for everybody who passed away sadly because of this virus and we hope everyone who who is currently battling the virus and the doctors um we good luck we stand behind you and we hope you this pandemic ends sooner yes and most importantly wear your mask guys wear a mask socially distance and like obey the rules we can get this over with if everybody does that you know i understand the pain i understand why this is annoying but we need to get through this i'm sorry okay okay back okay let's back to the us um you see the numbers okay i think if i need to blame anyone or anything for the pandemic i will blame donald trump president donald trump okay not president donald trump i know he's he's a former president donald trump and he's a jerk why is that? Really? What you're asking why Donald Trump is a jerk? No, I feel like I mean, you know, people different people have different views. So I just want to know yeah. your perspective. Yeah, I, oh yeah, so I understand. Ahead. Like you know, the U.S. I I like I like U.S. politics is kind of like a favorite show of mine. Kind of like I I I've, because like Donald Trump from the beginning just ignores the facts because. Bob Woodward, a, the Washington Post journalist who published the book Rage just last septem- last late September to October, had report had recordings, the actual recordings, with Donald Trump, and then Donald Trump says, "I like to play it down. I don't want people to cause a panic." So in the beginning, he knew there was trouble. You know what I mean? And then during yeah. during the entire pandemic, when he's on charge, he said he basically said. Um, this will be over by Easter. This will go away like a miracle. You can eat hy- you can take hydroxychloroquine, which by the way, no clinical evidence points out that it it destroys COVID nineteen. Basically, Donald Trump promotes like hydroxychloroquine, like his oil, like a snake oil salesman promotes whatever he's selling. Step right up. Look at this. Take this, and you will not die. Oh yeah, by the way, remember Donald Trump said we need to drink bleach? Dennis, remember that happening? Yeah, it actually happened. Um I've never really heard of it, but yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, and then basically to the elect to the election in October, like just after um he announced Amy Comey Barrett will be the Supreme Court judge and had a horror horrible debate with Joe Biden in the first round. You all saw it. I saw it during during class, you know, individuals and societies. So it's kind of like politics, geography, history, mashup 
together subject, remember, I was just like glued to the screen. <laughs> it was just a crazy debate. Uh, and still, Trump got COVID. Like, he actually got COVID. I know some people say, oh, it might be a hoax, but he got COVID. Not for a fact. <laughs> That's for a fact. That's for a fact. You know, and by the way, he all, by the way, in the meantime, he blames China and the World Health Organization to for like the mess he claims they're creating, and like he also touts the 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 now already debunked many times lab theory that the coronavirus starts in a Wuhan lab. By the way, about the lab theory, I didn't mention that. I think it's stupid for politics to be meddling with science nowadays. Because you know Donald Trump says, "Oh, China's creating the Wu- the Wuhan labs creating the the China virus." Which, by the way, you should not use China virus. I know people ask, "Oh, why is it racist?" I'm just pointing out the fact it's from China. But like China virus is like a like an invisible virus, like a racism virus that spreads, and people would ju- think that's justifiable for like racist acts. Like you know, you saw the new, you might saw the news like in the U.S where there's like a, a gigantic surge in anti-Asian racism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like like the, U, the, chi- the Donald Trump and his goons claim China invented a virus in the Wuhan lab. While China, I have to criticize them for this. I know it's a risky thing to do, but they did say um, the, the, the virus came from a US lab and they gave up crazy, and, and it's basically like, two conspiracy theories firing up at each other with basically the same logic, which is zero. And they're telling conspiracy theories like, oh, there's a professor, oh, he got assassinated by CIA, even though he's a professor who died of like heart disease in February. Like, it's just crazy. Like, like, I just don't like governments chicken fighting each other over like the most petty of stuff. When there's like a big problem in their face. Any comments? Not really. You can go on. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Still, I think Joe Biden's doing pretty well controlling the spread. Now it's just back to the peak of summer last year. I know it's still bad, but like let's wish the best everywhere around the world, regardless of politics and region or ally or enemy. Just get well soon. You know, it's a problem. It's a big problem. Let's be honest here. So yeah. Oh, okay, Dennis. Yes. Do you want to talk about Hong Kong, like we like like Hong Kong regional COVID control? Because I think we have a lot to talk about there. Like you live in Hong there Kong. I live in Hong Kong. There's a lot of problems, of course. Yeah. 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 Like, like I know people say, oh, Hong Kong's great. They control the virus great. I understand that like, compared to US, of course it's great, but it's still not a very good job. I can't say job very good. Like compared to China, it's even worse. It's like, it's like a spectrum between China's response and Donald Trump's response. response. It's right in the middle of not being terrible, but not being good. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. So, where do you want to start? You go. Well, let's start about, you know, just the start. Like, um, let's talk about, um, you know, what? should we talk about Hong Kong's initial reaction to coronavirus? Sure. Go like ahead. This first happened. Sure. So, 
based on my personal experience, remember we were both at school like the day before coronavirus. No, no, whole... no. Here's the fun thing. It happened during Chinese New Year break because it's like this. I remember <laughs> like it's a it's a, like a first day where the last day of school. We said goodbye. I I already wore a mask. Here's the thing. I knew the coronavirus is coming and it's a bad thing since early January because I watched the news. There's like a mystery virus in Wuhan. And I was like, uh oh, trouble time. And yeah, and it was very, I don't know. It was very kind of distressing because I'm I still remember I did not wear a mask at that time. Yeah, okay? I wore a mask. I knew that thing was gonna happen, so I wore a mask just to you know, just yeah. Just, just, just in case, and I was right. And then, like, I remember it was like during the Chinese New Year, everyone, like everywhere, Wuhan lockdown. Everywhere, everybody in China basically panicked and had a lockdown, even though nobody told them to like have a lockdown. Because I don't know about, the, I don't want to be racist. And I, it's not racist, but it's just personal opinion. I think Chinese people literally are scared. Like everybody, including me, my parents, my grandparents. We're all genuinely terrified of virus. Like I know in the U.S., like there's people saying, "Oh, I don't want to wear masks. I want to go back to the street." But still, China, everyone is terrified. Like there's nobody out in the street for weeks, even like in Shenzhen, where there's only a handful of cases. Yeah, not to be offensive too as well, but based on my personal experience, okay. So we're going back to the topic. So me and Wisely were basically in a train, like on a train. You know, going to you know our location and stuff like that. And what I see is few people. Like I would say, like around like twenty five percent. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Twenty five percent of citizens they were like wearing masks while other people weren't. Okay. And this relates back to my point of Hong Kong being very skeptical, as after when there was this you know this newsletter saying that. There's this mystery virus in Wuhan or something like that. Hong Kong did not even announce anything. No, you know? no, no. Like you know what happened with North Korea, North freaking Korea, they locked down since December thirty first, twenty nineteen. So the day that the China announced to WHO we might got a mystery virus there, North Korea just said screw it, seal down the borders. We don't want anybody in, and even though it's like it's a mystery, this. North Korea has any COVID nineteen cases, but still they did it extremely early. Yeah, meanwhile in Hong Kong, that might have been the reason why there's this you know huge ups and downs and you know. Yeah. In- no, I I I'll, I'll say like the government has done a really bad job controlling because like if you want to combat this virus, if like you have to do extreme, like you have to go extremely progressive. Like I know like I know China, there are complaints of, um, like. Like human rights abuses, I know I don't want to talk about this. Like they say, lockdowns are human rights abuse, and now and then, some people fought back with saying, "Oh, you Western media, you say about us China having a lockdown as human rights abuse, but while you saying other countries lockdown is not a human rights abuse." I just want don't want to get into this. I just want to point out it exists, but still, like Hong Kong is very unprogressive, like the lockdown. Started a year after the first case of COVID nineteen in Hong Kong, and not to take that as you know something serious or something really big, but if you agree with me, do you feel like I feel like Hong Kong is, in terms of Hong Kong government, they're very cocky. What do you mean by cocky? Like, you know, 
you know how when the cases were descending. Oh, and, okay, know, okay, I get it. Go like, on, I get it. They now. opened up restaurants and you know stuff like that. Yeah. And which led to another outbreak. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about beginning. So beginning. So so there. Are, okay. There are four waves of COVID. The first wave is the January one, where actually like doctors actually tried to protest by not doing their work. I don't know why. I think it's ridiculous to me. To my opinion, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like 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 your doctor. You have to help people. I mean, politics aside, please help people first before you <laughs> now announce, I'm I quit. You know, it's just my rule. Like. Like I don't want to go polit- uh, full political, but for like the Hong Kong like anti-governmental movement, this is a problem of them. They do things too bad. Like they over, overreact extremely. But okay, let's let's forget about this. Let's go back, and like the first wave was that. The second wave was like, like importing of cases, from other countries in like March and April, and then, the third wave was in summer. And the fourth wave is the winter one with the dancing club. We're gonna go best one by one, but okay, let's talk about like government, like government in react in responsiveness. Like, I think the government's entire vibe is just let it go. They're like it'll go by itself. They don't care because like we got peaks, you know. They don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually, normally, um, viruses do go away by itself, but it's very risky for. You know, yeah, yeah, I know. Our it, lives it, are on their hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, like for Hong Kong, where like they they have exemptionaries, like pilots are exempt, like ship people who are in ships are exempt. Why? I just don't get why. Why are they exempt, even though they are the riskiest people on earth to get the virus? Like, exactly. What's your point? That that's why the third wave came because like there's like it there's like. Like people from other countries coming here, and there's no, ex- there's this exemptions which is a tr- trouble. Oh, and also remember, like you know, in quarantine, Hong Kong quarantine, your pet, your your family can actually go and visit you, bring you stuff, and then go back out. Yeah. And e- I even heard cases of like actual like quarantine members coming out, and during one outbreak during summer, I remember, um. Like there's one outbreak in the hotel, and then okay, and say and then say everybody who's quarantining, go out. We'll help you search for another hotel. You walk there, and you're fine. Like, what's the logic? If you have a virus, this is the most <laughs> stupidest thing you can ever do. Yeah, I think personally, out of the four waves, definitely the dance, <laughs> the dance club, like was. The most hilarious thing ever, like. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I had to bring this up, Dennis, because it's so funny and ironic. Yeah. Okay. We are doing dancing. We haven't like because we came back from school after like the government says, okay, you can come back to school on October, right? Mhm. So we're do- and then the teacher said, okay, we're gonna do dancing. And re- I remember like because like I was in quarantine on Monday. You guys recorded dancing on Tuesday. Just that day, the, this that's the final day before. Homeschooling again. Yeah, it reached up to one hundred and seventeen cases around. No, no, like the no. Here's the thing. So thirty cases, no comment. Seventy cases, no comment. Eighty no cases, comment. no comment. One hundred cases. Okay, we'll discuss. Should we close <laughs> schools or not? Even though the logical answer is yes, close them and now, then, right? Freaking now. Three days later. 117 cases? Yeah. Oh, by the way, 
there's like three days. So so the announcements on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday is intermediary period, or I don't know why we still have school for Monday and Tuesday, even like like hundred cases, and they're like, well, you can't spread a virus in school. Two days, go back to school, and then online learning. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like one of the most stupid things about government is like when they actually act, they actually like half do it. For example, like quarantine, like like I don't know why they give people in China quarant they had to quarantine in Hong Kong for fourteen days, and then like for Hong Kongers in Guangdong, you have like a Weigongyi Gaiwa. So basically, you can have a COVID test if you're negative under seventy six two hours, you can go back to Hong Kong without quarantine, right? You you know that right right, right, right. You, yeah you, you, yeah. So like last week, I came back to Hong Hong Kong with my dad and my grandma. My dad and I are Hong Kong, have a Hong Kong permanent ID. My grandma doesn't. She doesn't have a Hong Kong ID card. She's basically a China ID card. And then she has to go through quarantine while me and my dad are free to go everyone else because we have the Weigong Yikaiwa. We pass. Which I don't get it. Why? Like, yeah. like my, my, my grandma and I, we both did a COVID test in the same day, all negative. She's fine. I'm fine. What's the point? And I can go out whenever I want. So if my grandma really has a virus, I already became a super spreader. Yeah, exactly. And if we were to compare like Hong Kong right now, okay, let's be real. I feel like Hong Kong, okay, Hong Kong did improve on its control. Over time, like extremely late over time. They have this how immediate testing thing of someone, for example, like that's COVID in an apartment. Yeah, that that but, but that's like I remember. I think it's like ten to eleven months later after the first outbreak. So yeah, it was also very recent. And also the another thing was that right after because now the case since the cases are in like for example like ten to twenty cases per day right now, um, the Hong Kong government did allow um restaurants to open open again, and. And in that case, they actually had a new app called Leave Home Safe. Yeah, you know, I, I, I use the app. I use the app. Avdibons, I so use the app. that app was basically kind of like a tracking app to see um, where you go or basically your location, for example. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm in Sha Tin or something. And like, so, so, so Sha Tin's a place in Hong Kong. And, yeah. And I, and I go to there and I enter like a restaurant, okay? I have to scan this QR code using the Leave Home Safe app. And then it would basically track and just finalize my location there. But this app, of course, did lead to many problems and really and many like controversies and conflicts because the Hong Kong residents aren't satisfied with the privacy. Yeah, it is. You said it is true. Um, I have to be honest, like lots of people are are like skeptical of this because like Hong Kong people, like lots of them are not trust do not trust their government so they think oh is it a plot to you know um like steal our data like track us you know yeah, like, 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 like 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 i remember like during during october like like august um hong kong like there's a massive covid testing scheme like for free and then some some people like like i think they're like mo- mostly anti-government people i remember right Mm-hmm. They they say oh you cannot do this because they do China they send you back they'll send the inf- the DNA back to China they'll do the the testing over there while stealing your data like your your DNA data. Which, yeah, if we were to refer back to the Leave Home Safe app, 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, I I'll just say that I'll just clarify just in case the NSL tracks us down. We do not believe this. This is a stupid thing. No. We do not stand by it. Yes, okay, we go do on. not. And we are total liberals. <laughs> okay, go on. Okay, so speaking of the Leave Home Safe app, the reason why Hong Kong residents, or technically, you know, anyone who is using the app, they are unsatisfied because they feel like the whole app is basically kind of similar to a GPS and it tracks you at wherever you go and your last you know, your last location, details, time and stuff. But don't worry, if you don't have the app, citizens would, of course, there's a slip, and they would write their personal details on a slip and drop it into a box. Which is even more suspicious than, than you think. Yes, but if we were to think about it, what if the citizens were to um, write false information? So um, the information actually includes your own, you know, ID card, like the information your 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 number you know your name and stuff like that yeah. yeah but what if people insert wrong information because they don't check it it's gonna end up in the box yeah by the way i download leave home save app and i could i could literally just tell me i can just tell you guys like in my podcast where i went to the commercial press book center in joint publishing wan chai ifc mall olympian city one manwa bingtang uh I I I can just literally just tell you where I went. It's is like I I I personally don't maybe, care about yeah. where I where the government tracks me. About it, it might seem a little intimidating because your all your records are legit in the history. Yeah. Section. No, no. Here's the thing of it that's I think curious because, like, I actually went to a few restaurants in Hong Kong. I I did have like indoor dining. They never actually told me to like scan it. Like I scanned it myself yeah, just for safety. That's but another problem is because. Some, for example, some local restaurants or you know, cha tan pan. That's what we do yeah, call yeah. in Cantonese. Yeah, they they would not like they don't even ask you to scan. Like, no, like it's not. Uh, it's it's kind of like a, a like a more less of a like government enforced problem, like a self regulation problem. You know, like I sometimes scan, but if I like I'm very busy or just gonna passing by, I won't like scan a QR code because it just takes time. And okay, a technical issue. When I scan, like I walk in, I'm scanning, right? The 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 phone can scan the QR code, but the the QR code claims it's the wrong invalid QR code. And when I when I stand there and scan the QR code again, it says, "Okay, you're in." So yeah, it's a troubling. Okay. Oh wait, one more troubling thing. I think the troubling thing that's worse, at least to us students, you know, is not the, the leave home safe app. It's not the the mandatory testings. It's not how government's initial response or like exemptions or dancing. It's the educational bureau. <laughs> because yes. I, I okay, here's the thing. I'm not a big fan of EDB at the start before the pandemic. I'm not a fan of EDB because who is? Um, but still, like they really messed this thing up. Do you they agree? did indeed. I mean, you know. They were also skeptical, so yeah, like, like okay, let's let's take the skepticism aside. So online learning is a mess. I know, like everywhere else in the world, especially like in like underprivileged, like groups and communities, um, they have effects. But like Hong Kong is worse. Like they, there is zero plans to actually go back, like like for online learning because like for us we're pretty privileged. I have to say, 
we have like on, we, we already had an online learning system we use I, IMAX all the time so mm-hmm. we're good but like lots of places in Hong Kong is the opposite and you know what that means chaos and, yeah. and and like for online learning the, the time in release school is actually pretty freaky as well because like like I think I just said they actually gave us the online learning last November after 100 cases happened so that's alarming and then like yeah. recently like a few weeks ago just before Chinese New Year holiday like they're like just okay oh wait so before I give some context for the like the school outbreak um for like January there, there is still plentiful of cases but the government but like and then the EDB said okay there will be no in in class in school schooling until after the CNY Chinese New Year holiday right yes but they which is act which no. is right now because no we do have we do go to one we wait we, we do go to school one yeah that's a problem they're sneaky they don't tell the public about this they probably tell schools you can have one one sixth of the school in one sixth of students in school and for one day so they, they never told us in the public remember so I was shocked I was really shocked when I heard about this yeah, half day, keep in mind. Half, remember, way. half day, somehow half day doesn't, like, get the virus away. I don't know. And then they had, just did that for, like, entire, like, five, four, three to four weeks, I remember, right? It's, like, three to four yeah. weeks. Like, at four, least... Four weeks. Three, yeah, four weeks. So, like, all of us has to go back to school at least once in Wait, a no, week. five weeks. Five weeks. Oh, my God. This is, this, this is ridiculous in principle. And then, okay, go back to the school outbreak. So... So students took a test. They have it because like like we we don't need to take a test, but lots of schools have to do have to go back to class because of the test of doing the test, and they really are not happy or like they're afraid of students cheating because like like it's at home scenario. Nobody's checking you. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're nervous. Um. So so they go back to school. They had a test, and then two days later. Um, 100, more than 100 students and about a dozen faculty members were sent to the quarantine camps. Quarantine camps. Because two students got sick. Indeed, yeah. yeah which, which is a pretty bad response from the government. And now, like, like every time the government, like, sees, oh, there's 20, 10, 20 cases. You know what they say immediately? I just heard them recently say, the day after I came back to Hong Kong, and it was like, like a dozen cases for like one week, I guess. They say, okay, we need to tell the Shenzhen go- Chinese, Chinese government, like the main government, to open the border between Hong Kong and China. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous. Because like China, like, okay, just give context. China, Shenzhen, like, there is no COVID cases for at least more than 100 to 200 days. And Hong Kong, like every day, as of this moment, like for this week at least, is 10 to 20. So, like there's no negotiation anyway. So that's just a dream. Okay, so. Oh, what are we gonna talk about now? Okay, okay, vaccines. Vaccines, pretty cool about vaccines. We have a multitude of vaccines. Just yesterday or today, Johnson & Johnson was approved by the FDA to have like a one jab vaccine that can actually help to be immune from normal COVID-19 and the new variants from the UK and from South Africa. Um, so there are like three types of vaccines. So like 
The, the one you most heard of recently is the mRNA vaccine, which is basically like it, you just need the DNA of the, vi of the virus. So mRNA vaccine is basically just requesting for um, the DNA information, for example, like the protein spikes out of the virus, like that. So mm -hmm. this, this is a new technology, so it's risky, but lots of people are taking the Pfizer vaccine. Um, also, BioNTech is, is the same, does the same thing as Pfizer. Um, there's also like um, Moderna vaccine, which is, is kind of also based on the mRNA vaccine. But the AstraZeneca one is different. So AstraZeneca is developed in the UK, which is basically a vector vaccine. So the vector vaccine means um, there are spikes, so it will make the spikes. Um, so when the vaccine injects to the body, the thing the, the immune system needs to learn is the outside, you know, the proteins that grow up the outside, the spikes. So they use a virus that is that we've used plenty of times before in history to do to have these protein spikes and inject to the body. And also that that also used for the Russia vaccine Sputnik, while for the protein subunit. Novax is also being used. Novax, so it's basically just making a puzzle for you to identify the body, identify the protein spikes. While for Sinovac, which basically means they'll give you a dead COVID nineteen virus and let the body just do it do its work by itself. Mm -hmm. So which one do you take? Which one do you take? Because like I, this is just pure opinion. Okay. We're not recommending you to choose one vaccine over another. If you have a vaccine, take it immediately if you can. Like, but you have to be like be allowed to take the vaccine. For example, if it's only limited to people sixty and up, and you're just a twenty-something guy, please don't take it now. Take it. Just give it to the people that needs them first before take it yourself. So, so yeah, what's your opinion? Um, since I personally, you know, of course I haven't taken any vaccines yet. Nope. You know. No, we, we, we didn't even have a vaccine yet. We yeah, have we vaccines. Even, oh, we have vaccines. We don't even have vaccines yet, even, yeah. But if there was, I would probably take the biotech one. Okay. Why? I don't know. You know, it's just kind of bandwagon, I guess. And also, there isn't really, you know, scientific pros and cons. And we know for a fact that, you know, our Hong Kong president, uh, wait, not Hong Kong president. There's no president <laughs> of Hong Kong, by the way. She's executive in Hong Kong. The executive, yeah. You know, yeah, the executive of Hong Kong taken um the which vaccine was Sinovac, that? Sinovac, Sinovac. So it's yeah, a Chinese yeah. vaccine. We're just basically giving you like entire co dead COVID nineteen virus into your body. Yeah, and she said it was fine, right? Yeah, like like, like there's effect. no difference between which vaccine as long yeah, as so it keeps you it, safe. So <laughs> right now, I just don't know. I yeah. don't really have any ideas because there there isn't really any side effects right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, fun fact about um, the COVID, about like vaccines. I remember like recently, my dad showed me a clip of a crazy old man. I'll just call him crazy old man. Like, I don't like this guy, crazy old man. Um, he basically ranted like about like Pfizer vaccine. He says, oh, I see lots of people taking Pfizer vaccine. But you know, in Norway, 33 people died because they took the Pfizer vaccine. And it's like, seems fishy to me. But like, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then he also said, Oh, I know it's elderly, but elderly, some people argue that if, if they're elderly, 
then then it's normal if they die because like they're up of age or any some crazy reason. And they said, then why you take the vaccine to the elderly? Which I think is a stupid response. Yeah, I think Hong Hong Kong should somehow you know they should prioritize who should get the vaccines first. Yeah, I think we talk about ethics on who to get a vaccine, which is kind of like difficult. Um, but okay, if I have a, I have a question, if you get to choose who gets the vaccine first, which age group would you give it to first? I think I would go with doctors first because doctors are the most yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, and then elderly. I would. Yeah, say. but elderly has a problem. You see, in, like in China at least, as far as I know, like Chinese vaccines, they cannot be used for people sixty and up. So, my mom took the Guo Yue, like like in Chinese, like a Chinese company called Guo Guo Yao. So like they just inject the vaccine two times. My mom is fine; she's okay. She had she got two shots. She's perfectly fine. But that vaccine, I, and I remember the Sinovac vaccine cannot be used to elderly. But I don't know why for Hong Kong is is usable for the elderly. I don't know why. I just want to point this out. Exactly, which is which concerns me. It's, it was just it was just alarming thing, you know, like sixty and up taking a vaccine that's not kind of designed for sixty and up. As of this moment, it might like now like people are yeah, testing exactly. vaccines for elderly and the children testing to 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 see if there are any effects, but. Maybe yeah. side effects. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Like, like still, who knows? By the way, okay, we're gonna turn on to vaccine misinformation. You know, vaccine information, right? Have any encounter of vaccine misinformation? No, not really. Yeah, you you know, like okay, the most prominent of them is anti-vaxxers. Those people who the people who like reject taking vaccines. Some say it's like a Bill Gates planted like a microchip into your brain by the vaccine. Which is ridiculous and harmful to society. But I don't know if you are given the choice to take vaccine or not. Would you? Sorry. Would you take it or would you not? I would take, take the vaccine. I know I'm I'm a very scaredy person. I'm a coward. Um, I don't like jabbing things in my body. But um, still. I think we should just assess the situation first because it's you know there's still maybe. Long-term harm effects or side effects. Yeah, still, still like um, we, this is very like we're gonna briefly move over this and also vaccine nationalism, basically a country's grabbing vaccines. By the way, I have to like praise China for this. Their vaccine distribution is pretty fine. Like even though they don't give vaccines for the country because there's not many viruses there, um, but still they like distribute it to other countries. I think like. Political things aside, it's a good thing. I think, I think like politics aside, but like if there's like political, political like intentions, then I then I'll be a bit skeptical. You know, like as as for now, with no it's February twenty fifth, they're like they're giving like vaccines and they claim the government Chinese government claims there is like no political intentions. If they're true, good. But still, like the West is just hobbling the vaccine for themselves. To be honest. So, any comments? Um, let's move on, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. To the final part. What do you think we can learn from this COVID nineteen pandemic? Hmm. I think. Generally. Well, are you taking? Are you saying for what I learned or what? 
or what um or any suggestions I should give? Any suggestions? Or... Any suggestions? Your choice. Okay, I feel like no matter okay yeah. what country it is or how many cases you get per day, please like do not wait till the end. Like just immediately take action and like look at Shenzhen right now. Zero cases. Shenzhen, like okay, model of everybody. Shenzhen, look at Shenzhen. Yeah, such a good city. Such a good city, I tell you. Very good city. Um, but still, um, I think what we should learn from this is that we screwed up this time big time. Like, no matter what your politics are, what country you are, which government, like ideology or anything you believe in, we're screwed. Like this, this we really messed this one up. Like in every single country. I mean, yeah. So please listen to the rules. So, and no, like, like I think like it's still like respect the science, understand the facts. And base your actions on the facts, and I, I think this is worrying because we have another big crisis in our faces: climate change. Yes, yeah. Like cli- climate change, so COVID nineteen is practically a dem- like a rehearsal for the well, how we do climate crisis. And actually, there's hope over here because, like, like for example, in nineteen eighteen, the U.S. did have a like catastrophic pandemic, but they come back roaring like you might heard of the roaring 20s during like the economy is booming even though it's followed directly by a downfall but still i i think we might get better over this i think governments need to take action now especially to to like organize environmentally friendly like ideas and policies especially right now because we're almost in deep trouble yes and also remember to please base it on as wisely said, based on science, please. Like, don't just imply something that is, you know, without. Just don't imply anything with no evidence. No, no it's like just like don't do it because you because of like political extra bonuses benefits. Just do it because the, the because the earth and the world needs it to. So yes. Yep. So. Any comments? Yeah, you have? I think I'm done, and this is the first episode of season two of TNR Talks. We will be back next week and a few weeks after that for some new episodes. Some will be focused and unrehearsed like this one, where we have unrehearsed episodes but with like multiple topics. For example, we could have topics about politics, science, and technology all at one episode. But we'll do this at a later time. So, but for now, this is the end. Thank you for listening. Um, stay safe, wear masks, social distance, and stay safe out there. Goodbye.